Welcome to Econoday's weekly broadcast on the U.S. economy with Mark Rogers. Mark is the senior U.S. economist for Econoday. Mark, welcome. Thanks. All right, we've got a busy week ahead with a focus on the consumer sector, uh, ending with the March employment report on Friday. Mark, what are some of the issues we should be looking for in that employment report? Well, well, we had a pleasant surprise with the last report. It came in somewhat better than expected. There was a gain of 236,000. So one thing we're looking for is whether the slight acceleration trend continues. Um, the big issue is whether healthy gains continue. Also, we want to see if the gains are widespread. Uh, but we're still in a very modest recovery to see true improvement in the unemployment rate. We need to see somewhere uh, gains in the neighborhood of 300,000 a month, and we're not there yet. So we want, we want to see progress toward that. Well, the unemployment rate did dip to, what, 7.7% in February from 7.9% the previous month. Uh, so the unemployment rate is obviously getting more attention now. Why is that, and generally, why have the markets focused on payroll jobs? Uh, basically, the markets generally focus on payroll jobs because you know, that's where you see strength in income and, in turn, spending. Uh, the unemployment rate's volatile for various reasons. But there's a little more attention now than in the recent past on the unemployment rate. Payroll jobs, that's still the key number. But now the Fed has switched its guidance from a particular date, for example, mid-2015, to one based on economic indicators, specifically the unemployment rate, and also inflation. But for the unemployment rate, the number that the Fed has just plastered out in public is 6.5%. Rates are going to remain low until unemployment comes down to 6.5%, although the Fed did clarify they're going to look at a broad range of labor market indicators. But the mere fact that the Fed is basing guidance on the unemployment rate is going to call more attention to it. So, Mark, wasn't that decline in the unemployment rate favorable, uh, or, or were there special factors that we should be looking for? Actually, you do have to look at the detail in the unemployment rate. The reason for, a for changes in the unemployment rate are important. For example, if the unemployment rate goes down because of a jump in employment, that's good. But the unemployment rate's also based on the labor force numbers. And in the latest reading, we had a 130,000 drop in the labor force. That's basically discouraged workers. So that's not a good sign. So one of the details we want to, want to look at on Friday what's going on with the labor force and discouraged workers. All right, what else should we watch for in the employment report? That's obviously front of mind this week. 
Again, we want to see broad-based gains in the key cyclical sectors. It would be good to see continued gains in manufacturing and construction. And then looking ahead toward later in the month for other economic news, I always look at the production worker hours in manufacturing, which points to the direction for industrial production, at least the manufacturing component, and then private sector aggregate earnings, which points to the private wages and salaries component in personal income. Mark, what else is leading to Friday's employment report for the consumer sector? We do have other news on the consumer front and some big news that actually trickles out during the day is Tuesday and uh, we're, we're filming this Monday afternoon. But uh, that's the motor vehicle sales report, which is a compilation of the news or the numbers from the manufacturers. That'll trickle out all day Tuesday. And those numbers have been looking relatively good. For the last four months, they've been over a 15 million unit annual pace, and that is with some holdback likely from the fact that tax returns have been running late this year. So either for this week's report or maybe next month's report, there's a good chance we'll see some improvement in the numbers from the tax returns actually coming in. All right. Initial jobless claims rose 16,000 last week, which was, I think, the sharpest increase of the year so far. And the 357,000 level was the highest since mid-February. What's going on there? First, the, the jobless claims series, it's a weekly, weekly data series. It's going to be volatile. You just have to expect some volatility trying to seasonally adjust weekly numbers. But the trend has been moderately good. The four-week average of 343,000 was still 10,000 below February's trend. And that's a positive signal for the labor market. All right, let's um, recap the last week very quickly. Let's look backwards. The Dow and the S&P hit historic highs again. What is going on there? The first thing is Cyprus got put on the back burner. There's at least a temporary fix, so markets looked elsewhere for direction. Corporate news was moderately positive. But more importantly, economic news was relatively good. We had a nice rebound in personal income, 1.1% in February after drop of 3.7% in January and a jump of 2.6% in December. But housing is really holding in there, keeping in mind that during winter months, the data are particularly volatile. We had slippage in both new home sales and pending home sales in the latest reports. But the key factor is modest slippage occurred after very strong gains the prior month. So taking that into account, 
the housing sector still looks like that's where the momentum is for the recovery currently. And then finally, there is a, sh a huge spike in durables orders, and that was almost entirely due to a rebound in orders for Boeing, Boeing aircraft. So on average, manufacturing may actually be regaining some momentum. Well, that's good to hear. And I'm going to add something that you mentioned earlier, which is that we taped this on Monday afternoon, and I want anybody watching to... Uh, pay attention the next couple of weeks or keep us in mind the next couple of weeks because we're going to talk about a way for you to get this podcast early um, and not have to wait for it to be posted on the Tuesday calendar. So, Mark, how do you see risks to the economy? Well, that's one thing investors and traders are just really trying to put their finger on right now. And on the upside, Fed is keeping liquidity in the economy and keeping rates low. That's a huge positive. The recovery has gained traction. Companies have cut costs, and there's upside potential for profits if revenues gains. On the downside, Europe's still a problem. Sovereign debt has not gone away. And there's still bank solvency issues such as in Cyprus, though, that has moved to the back burner, at least temporarily. In the, U in the U.S., we still have not seen the full impact of the rise in payroll taxes on the consumer sector, so there's some uncertainty there. And fiscal cliff issues remain, even though there, been, there has been a temporary fix in general, not 100%, but in general, putting off sequestration issues until September. So the economy clearly seems to be improving, but there are significant risks, upside and downside, and any given week, the balance could tip. Mark, uh, this is fantastic. Thank you so much. We'll uh, see you next week. Thanks for having me.